and welcome to 256 Daily, the show that brings you up to speed with all things that went down in daily print newspaper. Don't miss exclusive commentaries from our seasoned analysts as they break down the headlines in current affairs, politics, business, and all things making round in mainstream media. Available only on Cool Bar Podcast via Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and every podcast platform. The 256 Daily. Start your day and stay in the know. Hello and welcome to the 256 Daily. This is the show where we give you a summary of what's making rounds in different media spaces. And in today's episode, we have quite a lot coming through. We shall give some takeaways from the presidential address, which he carried on on Sunday evening. And we shall also have a look at what's inside Bobby Wine protests where they arrested eight politicians, but they were all released. And the Auditor General also warns of the increasing debt stock, which is yet to see Uganda reach the IMF threshold for debt to GDP ratio and in the international roundup we shall have a look at the COVID-19 vaccination program and the situation as to why most countries are suspending the AstraZeneca vaccine due to blood clotting and also in the international roundup finally we shall have a look at George Floyd where his family was given a settlement of 27 million dollars by the city of Minneapolis more of this and much more details coming through right after the break don't go anywhere this is cool but content from Kuba, find all content ranging from politics, technology, sports, entertainment, religion, and much more. Like our Facebook page, Kuba, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Kuba, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kuba Media, download our podcast and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget it's Kuba with a K and no spaces. Kuba, informative, captivating, and engaging. Welcome back from the break. So, without further ado, we shall jump straight into the first story in today's episode of the 256 Daily, where we shall give you some takeaways from the presidential address. So, seated in Nakasero at around 8.40 p.m. East African Standard Time, President Yori Museveni was addressing the nation and he refuted that he was not vaccinated by the Chinese vaccine during the Chinese envoy visit to Uganda. So, he said, actually, Monitor is going to be sued for defamation and he will be claiming damages. So we shall see how that story develops as it goes on. So he also hinted about flaunting NUP being a rigging machinery, but this is actually laughable because uh, it's very ironic. And to many people, they actually feel that NRM was the one that was on the rigging side, but depending on which side of the political side you are, you will see things from a different perspective. So he actually chest stamped himself as the elephant whose hair was just injured and bruised, but it is still alive a well and in charge. So with the same analogy from 2006 and 2001, he referred to Besige as a small dog that is barking towards an elephant. So he sees himself as someone who cannot be uprooted from power. He's the elephant in the room and he really asserted that during his address. So regarding the economic talking points, he hinted about the maize import standoff with Kenya and he said that there is an importance for the regional markets and he was against the MPs that were fronting the idea of retaliation. So to crunch down the numbers for you, he was able to reveal that in 2019, the East African community faced Uganda $1.2 billion 
and in 2019 as well the Comesa market fetched Uganda 1.7 billion dollars in earnings so he said it's better that we move from a community to a union because that way the economies will be interdependent and such things would not be happening so he also stressed the point that in these five years there's going to be an action plan to pull two million families every year into the monetary economy so if you remember about 67 or 68 percent of ugandans are not participating in the monetary economy so this is a very huge number which is more than 50 percent of the population and he's trying to say that they are going to modernize agriculture and commercialize it but if you look into this for the last 35 years it's prosperity for all it's transformation but it's all talk and no action so we are yet to see they promised a middle income status by 2020 but that is yet to be realized so all this is just talk and no action but we are yet to see how it will be materializing so he also hinted about normal salary increases for the civil servants and he labeled them parasites so as you can see he tries to shift the blame from himself into his system that is rotten to the core but we are yet to see if there is anything to be realized as regards that so also commercial agriculture will be at the forefront to stimulate internal demand and export value added surplus will be going to the outside markets so straight out of the chinese miracle playbook he's trying to follow that method where mao used the mass line ideology with a one aim of consolidating power with limited freedoms and intolerance to dissent so his approach is really authoritarian so you should really uh, get yourself together and be ready for the worst so that's all from the presidential address which took place parallel with that of Bobby Wine that was being held on Facebook Live with over 25,000 people that were watching live. So going on with the Bobby Wine protests that took place on Monday yesterday, uh, they arrested eight politicians and Fred Enanga actually said that these took part in unlawful processions. So they were going to be charged with that, but all of them were released. So you also, Joel Senyonyi, Derek Nyeko, Mohamed Seguinya, and a lot of the Kampala MPs that were elected being able to participate in this peaceful protest where they wanted all those people that were abducted and taken in drones to be presented to people and that their families could claim them back. So it's very ironic how they are protesting against kidnaps and at the same time they were being arrested and they will be disappeared in safe houses so i don't think this is safe in my point of view i think the best approach they should have done is to be able to rally the mps when they take their oath of office to try and repeal the public order management act because as you can see enanga is saying they are going to charge these people with unlawful procession and they are going to use the public order management act so museveni tightened the law in 2011 and this should be the first order of business to rally the people behind them and push their MPs to repeal this law such that the people can be able to protest peacefully without police interfering. And going on, we have another coverage here from the Auditor General who warns of the increasing debt stock. He says that debt stock rose from 46 trillion shillings in 2019 to 56.8 trillion shillings in June 2020. So it is actually projected to be much higher at about 63 trillion shillings 
according to the Auditor General's report, and the debt-to-GDP ratio currently stands at 49%, which is about to surpass that of the IMF threshold of 50%. So he said all this debt was acquired in, able to, uh, in order to be able to finance major infrastructure projects like dams and highways, but you should all remember that from the budget paper framework that they passed for the budget running 2021-2022, actually over 60% is going to debt repayment and military expenditure. So we cannot have a lot of debt piling up just because we need to finance the military and clandestine operations like the SFC. So we need to have the August House put that in check. But with all the numbers of the NRM, what the big man wants is what goes. So we are always doomed and we are always headed into shambles when it comes to such matters. And from the international media spaces, we have some coverage coming out from the COVID-19 situation. As of Monday 15th, March, we had about 360 million vaccinations worldwide. So these vaccinations include those who have got both two jabs and those who have also got just one jab. So if you compare Uganda, which is standing at 1,315 vaccinations by the end of last week, they are saying that the vaccinations are low because they were experiencing some logistical challenges to move the vaccine to the different vaccination centers in all districts. That's according to the Minister of Health. However, you should all remember that the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was procured under the COVAX program, is causing a lot of blood clotting and the president himself did not show up on national television to be vaccinated. And as a matter of fact, during his address to the nation on Sunday evening, he actually hinted about not being sure which vaccine he will take. So this really kills public confidence for people to be confident and go out there to be vaccinated. And with the viral video of the minister taking a fake vaccination shot, it really kills the spirit of all the people that are supposed to rally behind for vaccination. So you should all know that Ireland, the DRC, France, Germany, Netherlands, and quite a number of European countries have all suspended the AstraZeneca vaccine for causing blood clots, but the World Health Organization says it is okay for use. So there is a little bit of a catch-22 situation right there because the only vaccine that was procured by the government of Uganda is primarily the AstraZeneca vaccine from the Serum Institute in India. So you can see that this is going to cause a lot of problems and I think it would be best if the head of state and his wife and the first family got out there on national television and took this vaccine, then people would be able to rally behind it. Okay, so that's all we have from the area of the vaccines. And finally, we take a look into the George Floyd case. So you should all remember that in May last year, George Floyd was killed by a white police officer and the city of Minneapolis just paid $27 million settlement. And this was uh, in Friday, Friday last week. So this all happened. And uh, George Floyd's family took this compensation. It is yet to be the biggest pre-trial settlement in civil suit case history. So the presiding judge, Peter Cahill, from the Hennepin County, said he would recall all the seven jurors after learning of this on Friday, saying that it would actually affect them being impartial. So he also added an eighth juror and the case will be going to trial. So the first hearing and opening statements are scheduled for March 29th. And following this case, we have Derek Chauvin, the 44-year-old police officer who is facing second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. He was let out on bail 
cash bail of $1 million last year, and his trial is set for 29th of March. If he's found guilty, he will be sentenced to over 40 years in jail. So we shall be following that as it goes through. But the courthouse and all the government premises have been fortified because the tensions are high and people really want to see this through. But following what happened with Breonna Taylor, uh, the lady who was killed by police, in Kentucky, I think it was Louisville, Kentucky, uh, she was killed by the police, was not held to account, they acquitted all the officers. So this is going to be something that is very contentious and there is a lot of emotions and a lot of tensions, so protests may spark out if Derek Chauvin is not convicted to 40 years, people will feel the law is a joke and that racial justice and civil rights are not yet to be realized in the United States. So that's all we had for you from the 256 Daily. Thank you very much for tuning in. I remain your host, Derek, and bye-bye.